welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hello, my name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 55, and we're talking about The Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap for the Game Boy Advance. Now, this was meant to be coming out, I don't know, weeks, months. We, we recorded this, myself and my good friend Jared. We, he came around and we're like, look, this isn't going to come out for a while. Jared, you were on for episode 50. You know, don't be expecting that I'm going to have to rotate other people. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. We had no concerns. And we were talking about other Zeldas he wants to do. And then all of a sudden, we do the episode and then the Nintendo Direct dropped. And with it was the release that they were doing the Game Boy Advance games. And the Minish Cap was one of them. And I thought, hmm, what a time to then potentially get this out. A lot of people hadn't played Minish Cap. I was one of them. And I played it because my Vita got sick. I don't know how it got sick at the time, but it did. And now people can play it on the Nintendo Switch and realizing what a good little Zelda it is. So I thought, well, it makes kind of sense to be doing this now. So I've released this one. I did finish Minish Cap. Again, it was one of the Zeldas I hadn't played before prior to doing this show. There's only... There's, there's one more... No, there's like one or two more Zeldas I've not completed or even played. I think that's l number two. Oh, I need to finish um, Links of the Past. People will be already going crazy. I can just see it. And Spirit Tracks. I think I've finished every other single Zelda. I think. I'll have to think of his other ones. But yeah, I'm a Zelda nut. I absolutely love them. And I did like Minish Cap. It was made by Capcom. It was the last one they did, considering they came off the bat with the Oracle games. And they did a bloody good job with it. They really did. And I hope that if you have got the Game Boy Advance package, you can just go give this, you know, go give this uh, a go after you've listened to this show. That this show convinces you, hmm, maybe I should give it, you know, I should give it a fair chance. But we are going to get into that. Um, if you go about half an hour, you'll come to Zelda Chat. We've just got to do a little bit of a plug first. We've got a bit of an introduction. We play some games. It's not boring. Please stick around if you want to. But if you don't, you can just skip about half an hour and you'll get to the Zelda stuff, okay? They're fair, am I being fair enough? Yes. Alright, I've got to do the plugs first because that's how things go. First of all, if you want to support the show, you can do so wherever you're listening. If you give it a five-star review, say it's good, say it's bad, say you like what I present. If not, tell me I'm crap. It's all good for the algorithm. Whenever you see this on a social, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, please give it a retweet and a share because it really helps put out a bigger reach to the show. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash retro wars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show. And this is where I could be talking about game rankings. It could be about top tens. It could be about character reviews, modern day reviews, a bunch of things. And as a bit of a sneak peek, this was episode 28 and games that gave me a funny feeling in my dummy. I am talking Streets of Rage 1 for the Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis. This was the first ever game I owned as a kid. And I, I was so happy. And my dad came uh, and gave me and my brother Phil a Mega Drive for Christmas. I remember exactly where we were. We were at my stepmom's house. And we went mental. We had our two cousins there. And we were just over the moon. It was a Sega Mega Drive 2. And we just played it to death
And that was episode 28 and games that gave me a funny feeling in my tummy. Now next week we're going to do a modern review and I completed whilst I was away back in the UK. I finished Ori and the Blind Forest. So I'm going to be going through that. Now 5% of all the Patreon each month is going to be going to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers. And they help provide games and consoles to 150 children's ward across the UK. So far we've only raised 45 cents. Uh, I know that's very tiny but look I hope eventually we can make this grow over time and eventually i'd love to get to the stage where we can start donating video games consoles if you want to donate games directly to get well gamers the link is in the description on this video you also get access to our own discord you get the chance to message me one-on-one you can take part in all our shows of 16 bits of nonsense survive or die dlc or comment on our game of the week and you get the chance for me to butcher your names any money you send to me really helpful because it goes towards me trying to buy a house simple there we go honest there we go right that is the plug. Okay, we're all done. Let's get into our first section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. So 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you can write in pretty much anything and I'll do my best to answer. So Captain N firstly says, hey Danny, two-part question. First, now you've been podcasting for a year, what are some of the challenges you overcame as you learned and grew your podcast? Second, if you had to choose between Chris Copleen and a Saturn, fucking Saturn, would you still go against the Saturn? Well, I'll answer this very quickly, that one. I will go against the Saturn. I like Chris Copleen. He's a very nice guy. I can see him sitting there, listening to this, pissed himself. <laughs> I just know he is twat. Yes, I will keep Chris Copleen because he's one of our main guests and I need him. I need him because he is very intelligent and he's very nice. And if I was mean to him, you know, the Retro Hangover podcast would just shit all over me every week. Sonic 2 is a great game. Fuck you two. And I would. Uh, that's what would happen. Second, okay, so you're, you're the first question about podcasting. Um, so what are the, some of the challenges you overcame? So I think it was more I had to learn to be consistent. I have to be able... like to have that mindset like right friday or thursday that needs to be the podcasting day that needs to be for dlc because if you don't things get messed up and it can become quite chaotic i've because yeah you know when i'm trying to release a dlc show and i'm trying to release the main show you know two shows a week and i want to do youtube you've got to be really strict with your time and also that you have to encompass the fact that i'm trying to speak to people all around the world and there's a lot of you now, which is absolutely fantastic. But I'm trying to speak to everyone as much as I can. Sometimes, you know, the, the times gets ballsed up and we, we go, oh, shit, that was the wrong time. But the fact I've managed to make 20 episodes and the bank is, you know, can, can offset that problem. But I think for me, the main problem has been, and what I've learned is that you just need to be freaking consistent. Yeah, you're going to lose sleep. I've lost sleep. Like I get up at 5, I've, I get up at 5 a.m. to exercise and then 6 a.m. till 7 is me doing the podcast in some way, recording, interviewing somebody. And that's it. If you want, I, I want this to be my dream. I want this to be, I want to be something media wise. I don't, I like my job, don't get me wrong, but I'd love to be in the media sphere. I'd love to be in the gaming world. And my beginning of my career path, I can't just jump ship. So this is, yeah, you can call it my side hustle, but this is my dream, doing this sort of stuff. I'd love this show to become bigger and bigger and bigger. When I come back to YouTube, I want to make that the biggest and best it can. I have a dream. I'd love if if this and YouTube basically become my sole income. 
it would be the absolute dream for me, but I've got to work for it. And I've got to work hard. And I can guarantee, um, Captain, and you can ask me that question in a year's time. You know, what have you learned from your second year? And there'll be still, still things I have to learn then. I think actually another point that you mentioned, Captain, and you're saying about things is the voice. Because I think you've got to get realised when you're speaking to people, you've got to have that presenter's voice the whole time. You've got to be kind of like, woo-hoo-ee, you know, because you I can speak like this and you know, how's your day? It'll be just a little bit boring, but you've got to up it. You've got to up the voice, up the energy. And that can be hard sometimes, especially when you've had a shit day. You know, you've had a shit morning or you're hungover, but you've got to put it out. You've got to put out the best product you can because this is me. This is who I am. This is my baby. And I don't want to put a shit effort in all the time. I want to put a really good effort in. So yeah, they're probably, I know I'm waffling a little bit, but they're the main things. But yeah, ask me that again in, in for year, year three. And then see how I'm getting on there. That's a good question, Captain M. Thank you. Blaine the Hoagie Man. Oh, fuck. Yes, this is a big one. Okay, bear with me. Ahoy there, Mr. Danny. It is Captain Blaine the Hoagie Man. Since I cashed in enough Captain N points on his stream. And to be called that now. Okay, fair enough. And I have a follow-up Pokemon question. Let's say you made this a national championship or whatever. It's that Ash one recently. And you brought your six best Pokemon. What's the catch, you say? Well, I'm glad you asked. The catch is that your team of Pokemon Rust represents a different generation, and yes, I know there are nine generations of Pokemon, so sadly three are going to be left out. Here are the other guidelines you must follow when assembling your team. Jesus, there's seven. One, sorry, number one, once again, you must your team must be fully evolved. That's fine. Two, you must have one fully evolved starter Pokemon in your team. For Alligator, because I love For Alligator. Jesus Christ, he's the fucking best. You could argue... I'm not saying... You didn't say this is like a competitive game. This is for me. Because Greninja would be an awesome one. Incineroar would probably be the best pick. Let's be honest. Incineroar is the best pick for all of them. But I'm not going with Incineroar because I'm considering this is like who I want to play with in real life. For Alligator. Number three. You must have one legendary or one mythical in your team. So if you choose but not one of each. Uh, Mega Rayquaza. I think... Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, Mega Rayquaza or Mega Ground or, Mega, or Primal Groudon. No, for, for aesthetics, although my YouTube is going to be a Groudon, uh, I'm going to say Mega Rayquaza because, oh, I love Mega Rayquaza. There we go. This might be self-explanatory, but let's say a Pokemon fully evolved in, say, Gen 1, but now has an evolution beyond that, say, Gen 4. You must choose the Gen 4 Pokemon. Okay, so your Gen 4 has to be one that was in Gen 1. Ooh... I'm good. Oh, I can't pick Dust Noir, can I? Fuck, I love Dust Noir. So it's generation... F I'm going to go with... I need an electric type. I'll go with Electrovive. Electrovive. That's my Gen 4 representative. Um, gen... Question 5. Please try not to have multiple types of the same Pokemon. Yeah, I'm doing that. If a Pokemon has a split evolution, even if they're a different generation, you can only choose one. Okay, you can own, so if Eevee, Eevee has like a seven, you can only pick one Eevee. For anyone listening who does not know much Pokemon, when you choose your choices, please let the audience know what generation they're from and what types or type the Pokemon are. What does your team look like? P.S. If you're wondering why I didn't give you time to prepare for this question, I did post this a few weeks ago in your Discord, but got no response. <laughs> Fucking hell. But if you need a week to think about it, I'll await your answer on the next episode. All right, fair enough. He's laid the gauntlet down. Okay, so he's quite clear about that. All right, so we've got Feraligator, who's my water type. Electrovive, who is my 
electric type, as the name sounds. Mega Rayquaza is a dragon and flying. Generation 1, I'm going to go with Arcanine, just because I freaking love Arcanine. Who doesn't love Arcanine? It was meant to be a legendary, but then they dropped it. I love Arcanine. So he's my fourth Pokemon. Uh, I'll go Generation 7 for next one. Uh, Alolan Muk. I think Alolan Muk was awesome. When I saw that thing's design, I was like, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Look at him. It made Muk competitive. He's just a boy, isn't he? And for my final Pokemon, I will go with Sylveon, which is one of the Eevees. It's a fairy type, just because Sylveon's just a beast. He just wrecks shit. That's, that's, that's my six. I, let's be honest, I could probably make about a million teams, but they're the six I want to play with. So I've got one from Generation 1, one from Generation 2, one from Generation 4, one from Generation 5, 6, and 7. There we go. woo And they're probably sticking everyone's thinking, oh no, Mega Rayquaza. Oh, hang on. No shit, Mega Rayquaza came in. Gen no. Shit. No, I can't use Sylveon. Because Mega Rayquaza came in Generation 5. Sylveon came in Generation 5. Shit, I can't. I've got to drop Sylveon. Okay, I've got to drop Sylveon. Uh, who do I pick? Who do I pick as my last one? All right, there we go. I'm going to go Generation 8. Galarian Slowpoke. No, Slowbro. No, fucking Galarian Slow King. Oh, I wanted Slow King because I love Slow King. I've loved it since I first saw the thing. But I can't have it because it's Generation 2 and it's a water type as well. So I'm going with Generation 8, Galarian Slow King because it's a poison type. So that mixes my poison. Oh, fuck, I can't have that because I've got a low and muck. Jesus. Okay, this becomes harder as I think about it now. All right, okay, 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 okay. I'm going to go Generation 9 and I'm going to go Tinkerton. I love the bitch. Um, she's still fairy. They get the new generation. She sits there and literally has a hammer, which is the bones of Corviknights from Generation Eight. That is brutal. I don't care what you say. That is absolutely brutal. There you go. There's my question. Thank you, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Captain Blaine the Hoagie Man, I should say. Raging Demon says, "Danny the Scouser. I'm not a Scouser. If you had to pick one of these options and you could not find a loophole, oh here we go, or another sneaky solution to avoid answering it, would you a?" Allow an autocratic dictator to rise to power who will commit global atrocities, say with a name rhyming with Bitler. Okay, Bengus Barn. Or, so either rhyming with Bitler or Bengus Barn. Or B, play the amazing library of games on the supreme or powerful or loving Sega Saturn. Well, I think it's an easy answer. I think this Bitler guy sounds pretty good. And what's wrong with a bit of genocide nowadays? I think it's fine. A bit of cleansing, not a problem. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's going to get me cancelled, that. Of course, I'm not going to have Bitler or Bengus Barn. For fuck's sake, yes, I'll play your Sega Saturn if it means the, re it means the resurrection of those two evil people and mass genocide. Basically, to stop that, I will play the Sega Saturn. And again, I don't want that being fucking clipped, but yeah. There you go. That's what it's going to take me to play the Sega Saturn is World Genocide. You fucking wankers. You, all of you, you freaking Sega Saturn. Honestly, I swear to God, once more people get on the show and we get more Patreons, the Saturn questions are going to stop because I'm not going to let you wankers come back on the show. I'm just going to say, oh, it's a Raging Demon question. Oh, I'm just, just well, it just gets put in the pile, doesn't it? So for the love of God, if you do like the show, please sign up to Patreon just so I can stop asking Sega Saturn questions all the time. Fuck. 
And Chris Copley finally says, hey, Danny, Vaporeon or Gardevoir? And he put a wink, wink with this. I was like, I don't know. Are you trying to pull the sexy memes? If you are, that's disgraceful. Because I'd go Gardevoir. Because just Gardevoir, not for the sexy memes. People think Gardevoir is often, if you look at anime in Pokemon and Twitter, she's often hyper-sexualized Gardevoir. It's ridiculous how much she gets sexualized. And it can be a boy, bear in mind. Um, Gardevoir, I'm going with just because it's a good Pokemon to use. Psychic Fairy is in a fantastic typing, and Gard- Gardevoir can still be used competitively to this day. There we go. I'm going with that answer. How about that, Chris? But that's not the answer we wanted, is it? Right, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate all your letters. And now let's move into our new section, which I call Patch 50 Pie. F- 50 Pie? I know I'm hungry. I know it's like 10 past 6. I'm not that hungry. 55.0. Okay, Patch is our news section where I basically look at what's been going on in the gaming news. I cherry pick some of the ones and go, oh, that'd be quite interesting to talk about. And I, yeah, have a rant. First of all, Multiverses. Now, this surprised me. Now, Multiverses was huge when it came out. It was being touted as they all are, as a smash killer. Um, But apparently there's been a huge decline since it came out. Now, back in July, they were reporting live players of 153,000 people. Bear in mind, this is a free game, so that was pretty good. But now, apparently, it's less than it's down to less than 1,000 people are currently active. Like, we always know that's going to happen, but wow, that's a big drop. Like, I'd love to see what the Smash Brothers numbers are, because it's, it's hard to compare that, you know, when you, you've got something like Smash Brothers or the Nickelodeon one. So I'd love to see what actually the numbers are in comparison but that is a huge drop and we've not had any new content from that for quite a while so maybe if they put new characters in i know pickle rick's coming uh, but if they put pickle rick in maybe that just might boost it just because people might want to see what that's like again but that's a bit of a shame uh, i don't like to see games suddenly just die off unless they're sega saturn games um but yeah i hope that um i hope that improves but again it was it was touted as a smash killer it was never going to be that was it now, talking about Smash Brothers, see, I've got my segues a little bit better. Um, now, I'm not American, but I'm probably one of those people who saw the Super Bowl, and I also saw Rihanna's halftime show. It's always the biggest event of the year. Actually, more people watch that than the Super Bowl. And there was a part where Rihanna's standing there, and they've got these platforms, and I was like, holy shit. And I wasn't the only one who called it. It's like, it looks like a Smash Brothers stage. So instantly they're being memed with Rihanna with like Donkey Kong and Link and Kirby. It's like, well played, internet. Well played. They should make, someone should make that. And I hope they already have, or Nintendo should make it the Super Bowl. And they just put that as a stage because it would get downloaded in a heartbeat. Somebody make that stage because that would be class. That would be absolutely, and just have Rihanna singing in the background. Oh, that'd be so good. All right, so yeah, that's, that's a weird one, how people's mind works. But I'm, I'd like to think I'm glad I'm not the only one who saw that and went, whoa, 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 at Smash Brothers. Someone's probably taking the influence from that and going, oh, that'll work. That'll do. People love that. We'll get the internet and we'll get the internet coverage. And they did. Now, talking about something which is going to get the internet coverage is the Tetris movie. Yes, you heard right. I never knew there was one coming. Joel Edgerton is starring. And I watched it. I saw the trailer. I thought it looked really good. I was wondering what they were going to do about this, but it's basically the story of how Tetris came from Russia 
to the Nintendo Game Boy. So you see Joel Edgerton's character basically playing Tetris and wants to bring it from Russia to the Game Boy. You see the Game Boy, like you only wanted 10 people who know what this is because it was massive. It was all, it became the best game in the world when it went onto the Game Boy. And it's like literally the Mafia and the KGB. Oh, it looks so sketch. Um, but I thought this looked really good and I'm going to try and convince the wife to go. Like she hates gaming. Like, like, we all know this. The Queen hates gaming. But if it's to do with, like, guns and, you know, like, there's a bit of an action thriller, that may be a genre it might mix. So I really hope this does well. And it said it's based on a true story. I'd like to know how much of this is true. Because if it is, you know, there is a lot of f- fact in this. I think that's the story that needs to be told. I think it's great. Like, all the shit that was going on behind the scenes. But again, once... I could probably Wikipedia this and find it, but I just haven't had the time or the patience to Google that. But I'll watch the film and then compare the truth and not. I just love to see that. I think it looks great. Talk about the movies. Um, Mario Brothers. Now, a new trailer. It's not really a trailer. It's an advert was released. And it was the Mario Brothers having their own advert and own website for the plumbing business. Holy shit. It was genius. I keep, keep, banging on about if you know your source material and you use it well your product will do well this knew exactly what it was it had the super mario music going on behind the background the brothers they had the logo as those two in cartoon form and also if you didn't notice there was a a a customer who kind of reading from a auto cue but she was the voice of princess peach in the cartoon series so that is a nice touch if you know your source material and you use it well, this shit film will do well. This film will do well because it 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 takes. It doesn't have to be a one for one remake, but just know what you're fucking coming from, and you'll make it great. I just I'm so I can't wait for this film. I know I can take my little one to go see it. Shoot, I will go take the hiccups to go see it. She'll just love the fact that it's... She's old enough now to sit through a film. She sat... Oh, God, she sat through The Lion King and cried. I doubt that's going to be a question here. And I took her to go see... uh, What was it? Um, Puss in Boots, really good. The Last Witch. Last Witch. Last Wish. So I hope she can go see this and I can take the wife to it as well and we'll have a good time. All right, now things I might have a good time with. There are now review roundups for the new PlayStation VR 2. Um, reviews are positive, which is good to see. They say it's a massive step up from VR1, but the main problem, which we all thought was going to be, is the price. It is going to be a huge sticking point with this thing. It's huge. It's, it's, it's expensive. It's more than the console. So you've really got to have to justify forking out, but I'm glad to see that the reviews are basically, yeah, they're, they're saying, yeah, it's worthwhile doing it. Now, I played MetaQuest, if you've been following me on the show, when I was back in England, when I was at Rob's house, uh, one of our guests, and I played a MetaQuest, previously Oculus, and I loved it. I thought it was great fun. I couldn't play it for too long, just because I think I'd start getting a bit of a headache, but I felt so immersed in what I was doing. And when I took it off, I was like, whoa, I'm actually in a living room. And they're getting better, aren't they? They're getting better. Like, if I won the lottery, I'd probably go out and buy this straight away just because I had the money. But, oh, I I think they're doing uh, Resident Evil 4, aren't they? That'd be freaking terrifying doing Resident Evil. All I can say is, like, I played a shooting game on the MetaQuest and I got fully immersed into it. So God knows what playing... Uh, Resident Evil would be like it'd be absolutely terrifying 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so if, if anyone wants to send me a PSVR 2 in the post, I'd be greatly appreciative of uh, Contact me. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. You use that for yourself. All right. So now, you know, last week I was buzzing the fact we had Metroid Prime. Um, Metroid Prime Remastered had come, and I had said that 2 and 3 will be coming. Well, apparently this has been confirmed from Jeff Gubb from Giant Bomb. He said this is definitely happening. I knew it would. I knew it would happen, and I genuinely think, and I still hold to this, we will get Metroid Prime 2. That will come out in September, and then we'll get Metroid Prime 3 come this time next year, and then we'll get Metroid Prime 4 for next year's Christmas. That is the timeline. That is what I think is going to happen. I, I, if, if you think I'm chatting bollocks, come and let me know, but I genuinely think that is what is going to happen in a few months' time. Wait till September. Well, a few months. Seven months. But if, I think if we get Metro Prime 2 in seven months, it's happening. That timeline, that prediction is going to happen. But we suppose we just have to wait and see, don't we? And things we don't have to wait and see about. PS Plus Premium. Now, I'm not a PS, PS, a PS Plus Premium member. Um, but if you are, Legend of Dragoon. Legend of, Legend of Dragoon. See, I've done a workout before this. My voice is kind of going to shit. That's now free and available on the PS Classics. I want to play this game. Everyone says I need to play it, and it's an RPG that I'd love, but it's just unknown when I'm going to get the time. Sadly, that's about the main thing, but I know a lot of people do like this game. There's a big hope that this gets remade or remastered, um, but maybe if it's coming out on the PS Plus Premium, got it that time, that it's going to get that hype and a lot of downloads might make people think, ooh, this is worthwhile giving it a go. Is this game worth giving a go? WWE 2K23. Now I know and they took the year off. They took 21 off to fix it because 2020 was broken. But the reason why I'm bringing this, um, the wrestling game, into this week, into the light this week is apparently their roster has nearly 200 superstars. 200! Like, that is fucking mental. Like, just think about that. 200! hundred characters like if you know them as a wrestler they're in there the british bulldog batista undertaker kane john cena triple h eddie guerrero they're all in there like jerry the king law if they were your heroes they're probably in this game that is a massive undertaking huge and for my sake i just hope they're good like a lot of characters in a game doesn't necessarily mean it's a good game. If it's just palette swaps and they just do the same moves, people aren't going to be interested. But if they are different characters and they all each have their own intros, they each have their own personalities, their own special moves, holy shit, that's going to be a game. I just hope that they haven't sacrificed gameplay to do that because, as we all know, gameplay is a big thing and... They've kind of dropped the ball 2K a bit, a little bit previously. So I really hope for them that and the wrestling community that this game does really well and is an absolute success. I really do. One of the game I hope is a big success was Sea of Stars. Their demo is now out. Now I mentioned this previously on the show. It's a new retro-esque looking game, an RPG. It looks pretty cool. Uh, the problem is I was a bit annoyed that the game's not coming out until the end of the year. Like I'm going to download the demo and see what it's like. What's the harm? And then hopefully with that demo, you basically just get to play a few hours worth and then that will carry over. That will be great for me. I really enjoy that. So I really hope that we do that, similar to Octopath Traveler. When I'll let you know once I've downloaded it and played it whether I think it's good and what I like about it. But I'm all for that. 
all for it. So yeah, if you like your RPGs, you like your classic ones, go have a look at Sea of Stars demo. Um, a game which could be coming out. It's been rumoured. Now, remember we got Sonic Mania Plus? And it was kind of like basically DLC for Sonic Mania. Well, allegedly, this is going to be the case for Sonic Origins. Now, if you don't know what Sonic Origins is, it was the first, some of the first four games. One, two, three, and Knuckles. And it also had Sonic CD. Now, allegedly, we're going to be getting some sort of Sonic Origins Plus is coming. And so I suspect that'll be for all versions. Now, what that means is I don't know whether we get the new characters. Because we got two new characters that came out for Sonic Mania Plus. I'd love to see Amy Rose. Amy Rose has not had any sort of go in these games. She was the victim heroine in Sonic CD and hasn't been seen in the other one since. But I know we got Mighty the Armadillo and a brand new character who hadn't been seen. But also, you know, you look at the Chaotix crew. So that's Knuckles' gang. You've got like Vector, Charmy, B. So there's quite a, f- a few characters which could be brought over. Espeon, the Chameleon. So wait and see. But yeah, why not? I think that'd be good. Bring more characters in and you can that basically refreshes Sonic. You bring a brand new character into a Sonic game, you've got a whole brand new game to play on. Because the jumping mechanics can be different. Like, look what happens when you put Son- uh, Knuckles in Sonic 2. It was a whole new game. Because Knuckles could climb everywhere, but he can't jump as high. So it does make it very interesting. All right. So things which I just need to talk about. A bit sad uh, for, obvious, well, for obvious reasons. Now, Final Fantasy fourteen apparently do this thing where they, de- they demolish houses that haven't been used. So if a player's bought a house or built a house, whatever, and they've not been there for a long time, they demolish them. I think really just to clear some land up. This has been delayed. Uh, I think if you don't know what's been going on for what's been going on in Turkey and Syria. Um, huge, horrific earthquake of 7.8 magnitude. <coughs> and it's killed over 30,000 people. And unfortunately, that number's just going to go up. So uh, hearts go out to everyone affected by that tragedy. I've got family a distant family who live in Syria, and they're okay, they're fine, they don't live near there, they live near the capital, so they're completely fine, but still, for everyone affected, if you do, you know someone personally, um, oh, my heart goes out to you, because it was just unbelievable, and the fact that this happened when people were sleeping, that they had no idea a concert was going on, then they lose their life, it is just, oh, it, it makes you think how lucky we are to live on this earth, it really does so just cherish every moment you have and finally last thing i'm going to say jake mccauley friend of the show good friend of mine who i've met over the years doing social media youtube and all that he has a new youtube channel out um he was jake mccauley but then the the youtube gods got him um but he's now made a brand new channel called sharp dress goblin shop so sharp dress goblin should say dressed go have a look Please subscribe. Go have a look at his videos. I'm going to say this. I'm not just being biased. His videos are so top-notch. He puts so much effort into his videos. It's insane. Similar um, to Anthony from um, when he came on the show. And the videos are top-notch. Over at 8-String Fury Gaming, you know, I appreciate when people really put a lot of work. Not R9BC sucks. <laughs> but I love it when a lot of people put that time and effort in so go have a look at shop dress goblin please subscribe it takes nothing and it's free to you but it really helps him and i really would really appreciate it all right that is our new section let's move on into our free section you don't have to remember a patreon for this and it's called stick it up your jinjo (laughs) 
So sticking up you Jinju is our free section where it is welcome to anyone. You do not have to be a member of Patreon. Let me know what your gaming frustrations are about your gaming wins, anything, and let me over over Twitter, and I will say them on the show. So we got one comment this week from Christian Pokemon Champion, Mr. CPC, friend of the show. He says, Violet has been a frustration doing a challenge in it revolving luck. So why am I annoyed though? Can't wait to beat this game normally. So yeah, I can understand that. So uh, look, CPC is a Pokemon challenge runner. Should go have a look at his channel, the Christian Pokemon Champion. I can imagine doing a challenge in that will be absolute bullshit. I haven't even started doing Pokemon challenges on them because it's an, it'd be a nightmare. The fact the game's broken, I know it's getting a patch, but not a complete patch. But Jesus Christ, fair play to you, CPC, if you're doing a challenge on that. I would not have the patience, my friend, because sometimes I think Scarlet and Violet can go eat a dick because that's how polished it is. But thank you, CPC. I honestly hope you get that sorted, and I wish you all the best. And instead, everyone go check his channel out as well. Now it's time for Survive or Die. Hey, listen! Survival dies where we get two characters, games, franchises, anything, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he is going to smash one of them into absolute smithereens. There'll be a pile of goo on the floor while the other one will be set to live another day. And as we are talking Legend of Zelda, I decided to get the helpers from the series because in this game, Minish Cap, you have Ezlo as a helper and I wanted to look at the helpers we've got and basically, let's see, let's see who could go on the chopping block. Now, there's actually not loads that are directly with you. Ezlo is one of them. Midna is the other contender. I know I could have picked Navi, but if I picked Navi, we would have been, you know, I would have smashed their brains in all day long. Now, Midna is from the Twilight Princess. She is from the Twilight Realm. Um, she's like a little imp thing that basically floats around with you. And um, basically, I asked you guys, is it Midna from Twilight Princess? Or is it Ezlo from the Minish Cap, which gets their brain splattered in? So let's see what you guys said first before I get to my answer. Blaine the Hoagie Man says... Hmm, well, I'm a bit more familiar with Midna than the hat character, so Binder survives. My question is, would the hat squawk or scream if being hit by the bat? I am going to say it's going to squawk because Ezlo takes the form of a bird. So I'm pretty much I'm pretty much sure it does squawk in the game. I think if it was in its human form, I think Ezlo would scream, obviously. But I think it does squawk at some points. So I'm going to say that's what we're going with. Uh, okay, so Midna survives for you. And for Captain N, Captain N says, This is a very complex situa situation. First off, I've never played Minish Cap, but I will. It seems like a fun little Zelda game, and as a fan of Zelda, it's been described as part of the series. On the other hand, there is Twilight Princess, a game where Link 2 took a more realistic role and turned into a wolf. I have the Ambino and everything for this game. Still, I've never played it. I bought it, but it wasn't my thing. But as a fan of Zelda, it's been described as part of the series. So to answer your question between whether the talking cap or the talking um, thing lives, I just say, hey, bring back Navi so she can kill them both. Get fucked, Captain N. You can't have me read all that bullshit for then you to give me a bullshit answer. For fucks... Why can't you people stick to the goddamn rules? What is so... Pick one! And the, the worst of all, you brought back Navi, who's a pile of shit. She's the reason why we have this bloody section to begin with. You hear it every time. I have to hear that. Hey, listen. Every time I do the editing, and you guys get it more, you know, just the once. I get it multiple times, and I'm making sure this is all right. 
Absolute bastards. Bring back... Who the fuck do you think you are? Jesus Christ. Finally, to wrap this up... Oh, I'm angry now. Chris Copleen says, Who's that green bird? Why does it look like a floating hanky? Kind of does. It's there to clean up Link after he thinks about Zelda in the chic... Oh, for God's sake, no. Disgusting. That can't be a good life. Midnight is okay, though, and Twilight was cool, I guess. So Midnight can survive, and we can put their naughty rag chicken out of its misery. I'm not saying what it is, Chris, because you're a dirty boy with a dirty mind. Disgraceful. Absolutely rip. We don't have that sort of filth on this show. Not at all. Um, so you basically, two of you have gone for Midna, and one of you has just given me a bullshit answer to survive, and I agree. Midna to survive, I like her. Don't get me wrong, I like Eslo. I think Eslo is... I like the characters. Midna and Eslo both give you, like, a sarky, who, the, who are you sort of thing, like, piss off. Whereas... You know, Navi's like, hey, be my friend. Piss off. Piss off, Navi. But I just like Midna's sass more than I do with Ezlo's. That's that's the only reason. And I feel bad because I do like Ezlo. You're going to hear me talk about how much I like him, but I just like Midna more. That's that's a hard one. That is a hard choice. It was, it was easy in the sense I like Midna more, but it's sad because I don't dislike Ezlo. So, yeah, that was a good one, I thought. Apart from Captain N ruining it. So what have I been up to? Uh, nothing much. I've just been working. Working, working, working like a dog. Um, what have I been playing? Well, Metroid Primary Mastered. I told you, boy. And I am loving it. I'm just loving those little things. I'm trying to find someone who wants to do Metroid Prime. And then I will do Metroid Prime and Metroid Primary Masters, the DLC. So you'll get two Metroid Primes in one go. I, I will finish that game 100%. I'm going to go for it and give it a really good go. Because obviously I don't want to leave it till September. Because, and it's one of those games in Metroid, you need to basically do it in one run. Otherwise, you're like, where the fuck am I going? Like, my sense of Metroid Dread, I put it down for a week. I was like, what the, what am I, I'm lost. So I have to restart Metroid Dread, and I don't want to do that with Prime. So, f- before we get into the chat with Jared, I give you guys a chance to give your little say. And Captain N says, this has been described as a Zelda game. No, fuck off. Fuck off. I know he's going with this one. I know where you're going. You're going to give me a bullshit answer and I read the rest of it. Yes, you don't even give me an answer. Screw you, Captain M. I just thought of bullshit to keep saying this. For God's sake. Um, oh, I missed Raging Demon's comments. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because I missed it because I forgot to add it in. It was very late to the party. It, Raging Demon had jumped in on Survive or Die as well. And I will mention it. He says, the cap is alive and has a mouth. Presumably has a digestive tract. Therefore, it poops and will likely poop on your head while you wear it. Agreed. Therefore, it should die with a Shao Kahn hammer. Now, I agree with your logic there. It, you know, possibly Eslo is going to poop from your head. Completely agree. If he has to eat, he's going to poo. The fact you keep wanting to bring a Shao Kahn hammer into this, it's no. It's Jeffrey Dean Morgan's baseball bat. We don't say his character name or the name of the bat, so we don't tread on Walking Dead, people. Because I believe that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has his own bat and goes around doing this in his own time. So, no Shao Kahn hammer. Stop bringing that fucking thing in. Or I swear to God, I'll start putting guests for Survive or Die. I'll bring you fuckers up. I'll tell you what. I'll call Jeffrey myself. I said, I'll do it there for this week. Don't you worry, mate. I'll be straight down and bash all these bastards in. Do you know what? I'm about to watch Australian Survivor. This is like part two of me recording this. And you put me in a shitty mood before I go do it. Absolute bastards. But yeah, that's it. So let us get into Minish Cap. I had a blast playing this, as I said at the beginning of the episode. Jared had a blast playing of this. And this is, we were meant to be putting this in weeks in advance. But because of that drop, we dropped it now. And I really hope you enjoy it. So let me just put some music on. 
And when I come back, myself and Jared are going to be talking about The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, which came out for the Game Boy Advance in Europe on November the 12th, 2004. Fuck me, I'm old. Turning to the show once more is my friend Jared. How are you? Hot. Yeah. <laughs> very hot. Yeah, yeah, you are very hot. Um, oh, thank you. You're like, oh, 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 we're going down that already. And, okay, you can't see what I'm looking at, but I see a very hot man in front of me because <laughs> he is covered in sunburn. You have been out today. You look exhausted. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been living the wind, wind wake alive. Yeah, you have. When he said, I said, what have you been up to? He said, I've just been Breath of the Wild, Wind Wakering it. I said, oh, what, playing the games? Oh, no, actually doing it. I was like, ah, explain. Yeah, I went for a climb this morning. Um, so I was doing my uh, Breath of the Wild exercise. And then I got access to a little little sailing boat. So I, um, I jumped on my red line and tried sailing. <laughs> went on your own little adventure. Yeah, I didn't sink, so that, that worked well. Well, it worked that well for the show because you're here. Yes. That's, that's what it I mean, is. I'm sure you can still interview me. It just sounds a bit more... <laughs> well, if it was Zelda, what would it be like? Oh, for Link, it'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got those iron boots on just sitting at the bottom trying to go through the menu to get them off. Freaking water temple. Oh. <laughs> you haven't got uh, Ocarina of Time. That's going down to my cousin. But, um, oh my God. You, you already have and game dibs on the original Legend of Zelda. Yes, and yes, I have. Have you started playing that yet? I look. I've actually started reading the manual. Yeah. Um. Because I so when when I tell Danny that I wanted to do it, um, I hadn't done it before. I've I've never played it. I'm going in blind. I'm very excited. Um. But I'm not. I promise not to use any walkthroughs. Danny's like, you're gonna need a map. Yeah, you need a map. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I don't want a map though. He's like, you're gonna need a map. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'll just read the manual. Map. Because that's where all the stuff so used to be. In. You'll find out the manual gives you some of the map, right? Okay, yeah. But the whole point of thinking about growing up was that you make your own map. Which I'm totally down which for. Which is your sort of thing. I do it for fun. <laughs> and I, would, I am looking forward to seeing that. But I, yeah, I know we're talking Minish Cafe, but we all get to it. Uh, but I did uh, Legend of Zelda, the first one, um, during, the co- during COVID. And I was like, little one wasn't well, so I was in with her. So I was just playing it while she was asleep, and I was like lying in her bed, not, not in her bed, but lying in her bed next to her playing Zelda, looking at her going, don't you fucking wake up. You fucking, you keep asleep. I want to play this game. And yeah, go for it. Get ready for an adventure, mate. You're going to... Yeah, I've, I've put aside some time for it. I don't have any games I need to play at the moment, yeah. so I've, I've got long stretches of time to do it. Yeah, you'll, you'll, yeah you'll, you'll have fun with this one, you will. But today we're talking about a less probably frustrating Zelda in Minish Cap. And I, brand new to me, never pl- I know it's not brand new, but I hadn't played it prior to coming to this. It's one of the only ge- Zelda games I've not played. There's not many. I've played, I think, yeah, now the original Zelda, Zelda 2, and this were the only ones I hadn't played. Interesting. This was one of my first um, first GBA games. Was it? Yeah, I, I played this a lot when I was a kid. Um, I don't know why I never did. I, I didn't know, like, I didn't realise until I was older that no one had played this game. Like, apparently it was just not a very well-selling game. I was, no, it I didn't. Was it sold less than two million. Yeah, so I was shocked by this, because I remember playing it with my friend and talking about it with my friends. 
Um, but yeah, like I, I used to, I used to love this game. I just don't know why I never bought it. Like I bought, I had Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker, not Wind Waker. Yeah, I had, well, no, I had Wind Waker. I've still got Wind Waker or Karina of Time. I've got the Japanese version of that and Majora's Mask. I had Link's Awakening. I had the Oracle games straight away, like day one purchases. I went and got them both. Hmm. So why didn't I get this game? I had a Game Boy Advance. So I, I didn't look too far into this, but as far as I know, DS was around when this was released. Yeah, so, so maybe. It might have been the fact that it's a Game Boy Advance game being released mm. when Game Boy Advance is kind of out At of date. Yeah, that could be why. But even then, like DS had the had the um, cartridge slot. Yeah, so you could you could have played it the original DS. Yeah. In fact, it was so as they both did. Um, but I don't know why. Maybe it was the the hat that put me off because that was the gimmick, wasn't it? it was oh. the hat? So maybe that design and I, it might have been because I still had reservations about Wind Waker. Yeah, so the about, art style. Mm, yeah, maybe I was like, even though Wind Waker is a fantastic game, you know, I was like, fucking that again. So I don't think I ever experienced that sort of, oh my God, this looks so childish compared to like the previous one. I never had that idea. I was just like, oh, this looks cool. That was it. So like when, when I um saw like the Minish Cat art style, I was just like, oh yeah. This is cool. I can, I, can, I, I can get involved in that. I really like the sort of childish look of it. One of my favorite things is just watching Link walk. You got big floppy feet as he goes along. They look like clown shoes. He's like plop 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 as he walks everywhere. It's it's hilarious. I love it. He walks a bit bad in this game compared to if you played Link to the Past. Super Nintendo one. Yes, yes. So he walked around like basically like with a dick up his ass <laughs> the whole time. Oh, he's like, yeah, full straight, yeah. Full straight back up and he's yeah. waddling. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, you go play. I know people will be like, no, he doesn't link to the past of the greatest Zelda game. I know I'll hear it. I know I'm going to have people ranting at me. But he walks with a dick in his ass. <laughs> Watch him walk. It is. He's got all. It's either that or he needs a shit. He's like desperate for the toilet. He's like, shit, 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 shit. He's just holding it in. Holding it in, like, oh, I need a poo, I need a poo. That's like, how he walks. Maybe that's why he makes all the noises. All the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, trying to hold it in. Every time he takes a swing, he's, like, clenching. <laughs> <with> a, <"Hah!" laughs> <laughs> you just ruined Zelda for me. <laughs> what do you mean? I made it better. You made it better. Like, to be fair, playing... Um, Minish Cap, all I kept thinking about this game, and most people say in most Zelda's, all you're going to hear is, hi, 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 and he rolls. Yeah. Like, hi, hi. And it's, you know, take that away. You roll a lot in this game. It's like, and fuck, he walks slow. I find the rolling in this game so hard to control. Like, the amount of times I, like, run into stuff as I'm just trying to traverse the map, or I just roll off into water or something like that. Was a little like, Minish thing. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, when you're, when you're, like, shrunk down, yeah. and you're, like, walking around, it's so slow. Oh, yeah. But again, that's why, like, <laughs> basically, they, they, they may as well just call this Legend of Zelda the roll. That would be, <laughs> be the best way of this game, because you roll so much. But, it's not, it's, it's a good Zelda, right? I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I did enjoy it. But Jesus Christ, it had its little, um, its little problems, and that, oh, there's a big one coming up later. Some people might love it. I fucking ground my tits in but this was a different zelda because this was the last one that capcom did so capcom, okay yeah, yeah so the ones they did previously with the oracle games and they had like yeah the or- four seasons where you could just basically winter summer spring autumn and then future and past 
Whereas in this one, is basically small or big. Mm. That was the whole... That was the thing. That was this game's mechanic. Yeah, you, you, basically... you basically be a big boy walking around, or you go small, and there's like small people called the Minish. Yeah. Um, and they're like hiding in people's houses. And yeah. In their own little houses in the fields and stuff like that. Yeah. Which uh, I really liked how they... They did the big small thing. Yes. You can't just do it at will. There's not an item for it. Yeah. It's just you go to and like a rock, an upside down pot. Yeah. Um, like something like that, and then you you jump in there and your hat, which we, you briefly mentioned before, I think is just the improved version of Navi. Oh no! Uh, no 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 no! Do not compare the hats. What's his name? I can't even remember the guy's name. Not. I like the hats. Yes, that's why I think it's the improved version. No, but Navi's just a dick. So Navi... Anything is better than Navi. <laughs> or Navi. Anything. He does the same thing. Yeah, but he's at least funny about it. Yes, hilarious. Yeah. He... I love his snarky attitude. Yeah, he gives you shit. And when you, when you first, like, see him, he's like, we'll go this way. And then you start walking and you see him, like, hopping along behind you super slowly. Like, no, slow yeah. down. I don't have as long as, like, I'll just sit here. And the animation of him just going, whack onto Link's face and then up onto his head. Awesome. It's great. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And he's like, yeah, that's better. You can just carry me around. Yeah. Whereas... But it's just, it's he just does what Navi does. But way better. But way better. And he's, sometimes he has the same problem as he's not very useful in directions. Went, oh, where am I meant to fucking go? Fucking hell. But he's, he gets all pissed off at you if you keep going to him. I was like, all right, calm down. <laughs> Like, it's all right. Whereas Navi's just like, hey, listen. Oh, no, we've already had that once in the in Survival Die. We're not going back to that fucking... There's a reason why I have Navi is the hey, listen, for Survival <laughs> Die. Put her in the list. She's getting her brains bashed in. I should do that. But it's going to be an... In- I can never put Navi up against anything, really, in Survival Die. Because it's always... I'm going to kill her. Yeah. No, no matter what it is, it's an easy kill. Yeah, I, I, um, I used to have her as my message time. Um, oh, my for, God. For about... Three weeks, and then I was just like, no, no, I'm not doing this. How'd you for three weeks? I would last like two seconds. What? Well, I no. Ch- I changed it to the um the Breath of the Wild cooking town, um, and that was that was like a solid year of that one, and that was a super long message time. I was gonna say, I'm fine with annoying message times, but I think it just brought too much trauma back. <laughs> <laughs> what of the Navi or the yeah the Navi? Yeah. Oh Jesus! Fucking no! Oh, when I have to go back and play that again. Oh, I like I like Ocarina of Time, but I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> Jesus, I wish you could play a mod where like a cow moves or something when it comes on instead of like going hey, it just goes. <laughs> That'd be better. That'd be awesome. But yeah, the hat. I love him. So he's the he's basically he sits on your head. He doesn't. Oh no, he does do shit because he can basically a part and tell you where you go. You can use him as like a floaty device. Yeah, yeah. Which so is there's quite the, cool. the whirlwinds, and you use him as like the um, the Korok leaf in Wind Waker sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah, floating yeah. around. I thought that's quite um, cool. Yeah. Um, he's also the one that makes you big and small. So oh, it's he, his powers. Yeah, he does like the spell or whatever. Yeah. And he's tied to the actual story. He's actually tied to the plot. Like he's actually like you. You know you learn his story as you go through and he's integral to how the plot works. He, he is, he is the main he is one of the main characters in this whole plot. And you know, it's him, yeah, you're right, who makes you big or small. And the big or small thing I think is very good because as you said, you can't just use it willy nilly because that would change the game. But it basically shows how these um how the Minish people exist 
in you go to Hyrule Town and they exist within it. Yeah, they're just inside the bar sort of thing. I like up in the rafters you just yeah. see a bunch of them like drinking or something like that, having a good time. You're yeah. Like, oh, they're just here, but like you could only apparently see them every hundred years or so like that. Oh, there's something like that. And it's but only kids that can see only them. Only kids or... that can see them. But a part of me's thinking, okay, alright, you can have that. Kids can see them. But then let's play the game. You're so small. How many of you have died just <laughs> through accidental human contact? Not even that. Um, one of the dogs is like, don't worry, I'm a friendly dog, but not all animals are as friendly as I am. Like, cats will kill you. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a cat, there's a beast, there's a, like, um, like a beast is like blocking the rafters and like, you know, no minish has come back. It's a cat. Yeah. I suppose that's like, all right, yeah, because if you're that small, Everything's going to be a freaking beast to you, isn't it? It's going to yeah. be like a giant. But well, same same with one. Uh, it's the boss of the mm. the, uh, the first uh, the, boss. Yeah, the first boss. It's just a choo choo. It's a choo choo. But it's like massive because you're tiny. That was that was cool. I like how they did that, and it put things in such a perspective. Because yeah, by going small, you could go into different areas of the game. Like lily pads basically became stuff you can use as floating devices. But it made the game so much, uh, kind of, by going smaller, it made the world bigger. Yeah. I was like, that's the, clever. The art style when you go small as well looks so cool. Very good. Everything looks very pretty. Oh, graphically. Yeah. Graphically, this this holds up. Oh, this is such a pretty game. Yeah. That's so nice. I I say this looks way better than um, Link to the Past. Like, this, it does. This oh, it does. So, it's so colourful as well, which I guess... You know, might not have worked in Link to the Past as well, but like they may not have the color palette, but it was a definitely a very yeah. colorful game here. Yeah, great. Um, it was. It's not the biggest Hyrule they've had. I yeah, but the biggest world it's also, map. It's also quite closed off. Yeah, it feels, yeah, yeah. feels a lot more like a Metroidvania than a lot of other Zeldas have felt. Like. Oh, this definitely feels more Metroidvania. Even though like people's like Zelda isn't a Metroidvania, it is. It is a Metroidvania. Well, I, yeah, I know this one definitely feels like one. Yeah. If you if you look at the map, and instead of like thinking of it as a three D, like you move to the right mm-hmm. and left up. If you think of it as a, a a horizontal thing, so you know the top of the map is up. Yeah. It's basically Metroid. Like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Metroid map. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the way. Yeah, that's not a bad way of seeing it. But it is because you get new items and you can do new things. And, like, yeah, when you become small, you can get so far until you get the bombs and then you can go a little bit further. Which has always been a Zelda, a Zelda, a Zelda thing. thing. You, to get through the dungeon, you need to find the item in the dungeon that will let you continue to do the dungeon. And outside <laughs> the dungeon, dungeon, you can then do another thing, which gets you into the next it's dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> Are there six, only six in this one, which isn't the biggest. It's, it's a very small game. I remember this being way bigger. But I think that's because of Kingstone. Oh, I, I think that right. extended you a had, lot more when yeah, I was you younger. Fucking had to open that door, didn't you? Fucking aim. Oh, we haven't <laughs> even talked about this. Pray, this is this is unprepared bollocks. We have no notes in front of us, right? Those Kingstone pieces of shit. Right. Some people are probably sitting there going, "No, Kingstone's a great thing. It's absolutely fantastic. It can be, right?" So Kingstones are basically items you can find. Imagine like. You know when you, you see Peter Griffin, he had that like little breakfast cereal with Brian, and he was like, two pieces unite. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. Okay, but not coming in a breakfast cereal. Uh, not, <laughs> But in this, something magical happens, but you can share a king, uh, kingstone with anyone, and basically nearly every NPC in the game can yeah. do it. And it's basically like, oh, you've got this bit of the coin, oh, I've got the other side of the coin. And if you do it, something usually happens. 
It could be like uh, a bit of the map opens up. It could be a chest opens up. Loads of different shit happens. Yeah, it, it's usually just like another item or opening an area that leads you to another item. It, it, they're yeah. rewards. It's, it's a reward. For they're it. rewards. And whilst, yes, okay, they could be good, uh, there are parts where it's story-orientated. Like, there's yeah, parts you where have to, to you have to use yeah. it. But the thing, there are a few things that piss me off. A, um, the fact that it's just random. When you're going around looking at chests and looking around trying to get concerns, you just get a random one. So you could have so many shite ones you don't need for this one particular person. You've been scrolling around every single red one. It's like, well, he hasn't got that. He hasn't got that. He hasn't got that. I'll hunt for some more. And you find some in the grass as well. That the, I don't. I didn't remember that. And then I replayed it, and I'm just cutting through grass. And then the kinstone appears. I'm like, oh no. I have to farm grass. I have to be a literal farmer. Yep, you have to be have a literal to go, farmer. I have to go into the, the area with the cows. Yeah. And I need to cut grass yeah. to harvest kinstones. Yeah. Oh. And then you've got to find the NPC it will work with. And then the problem is some NPCs have multiple kinstones. And you don't know that until you keep going back to them. Yeah, it's just... like, fucking hell. And then, because you haven't got a map, you know, so you haven't got like a, te- a, chick- a little checklist... Yeah, it, it doesn't really tell you what's happening. It's definitely um, the Age of Zelda games where you need to talk to everyone. Yes. It's like one of the one of those games, you just like literally talk to every person, even though they might not have anything interesting to say. Yeah. But it might actually be like, oh, this this person has a kinstone. Yeah. But they'll have the heart above their head, which is at least that's the indicator. A, a bit easier. Yeah. And then you can go forward with that and, you know, move on, right? And you, sometimes you get cool stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. If you want to be a, a completionist, go for it. Every time of your life, knock yourself out. Do what the fuck you want to do. However, where I also get really, really pissed off is there's a part in the game, it's in a swampy bit, and it's, you try to solve multiple puzzle, puzzles until I get to these three big statues, right? And I go up to them, and they give a question mark above the head. It's like... What the fuck that mean? I didn't realise. That's to do with Kinstone. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck? It doesn't indicate you can do with inanimate objects. Oh, apparently you can. doesn't tell you that. It, it's like one of those, um... Oh, uh, this is a puzzle. Yeah. You know? oh, it, it, I think Zelda's done this a few times. It doesn't usually do it a lot, but it's just like, you get to a point where it's just like, don't worry, it's a puzzle. And it's not a puzzle. You just... Don't understand what they're trying to tell yes. you. Yes. And they don't give you enough context. No. And they go, ah, you didn't solve our puzzle, though. It's like, no, no, it's not a puzzle. No, <laughs> it's I, a contextual I, button problem. I, guide, I didn't realise. I had to guidebook that shit, and I was so annoyed. I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I, I hate using the guide. So how many times did you use the guide? Like in the game Only that guide? once. Only once. Okay. Only that once. And it was because I, if it, if it had a love heart, I wouldn't have had a problem. I would have been able to come on this show and go, do you know what? I didn't even cheat. Fine. But I couldn't. I couldn't say that because it went question mark. So the fact that Link can mix with inanimate objects, it doesn't give you that. Any hint you can do that, fuck off game. I'm standing there doing every single item I had, hoping it would do something. No. I have to give it a ruddy kinstone. And before anyone goes, oh, well, didn't you realise because you were getting gold kinstones as you were doing that little bit of the quest? Yeah, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, I know that now, dickheads. I didn't at the time. I I had to use a walkthrough once, and it was very embarrassing. It's because I was at the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, so the spring water, mm-hmm. it's green. That looks oh, like acid. Yeah, yeah. That looks like acid. That looks like acid. 
how the hell am I supposed to know to put the acid on the plant? And I felt so dumb, but at the same time, I'm just like, it's acid. It's literally bubbling. Like, <laughs> Yep. And that's why they say, kids, don't drink from spring water, because you don't know what's pissed in it. Ah, uh, yeah, that's not what I heard. But anyway. No, that's what they see. They, they, oh, they, the streams, anything like that. Don't do that, because the sheep's probably pissed in it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I, yeah, I was cow shit was the one I got told. Yeah, about. see, exactly the same thing. See, we teach things on this show. It's very... um. Very good. Very, very good educational. Very good education. We teach you basically don't drink from streams or spring water because you'll probably die. And wear sun cream whenever you go out and you'll, <laughs> you go zeldering or linking and yeah. you'll, you'll get fucked over. But the kids think thing, you know, that, oh God, that pissed me off. But things like, I, I makes like I hate this game. I don't. I think this game is really good. Wait, before you go into the good things, I have one more bad thing. Go on, go on, go on. I do not like that the shield and the sword are items. That you you have yeah, to equip. Look. It means I never use the shield unless I have to for some sort of enemy or puzzle. Mm. And most of the time, I'm I don't have the sword equipped, and I'm running away from stuff because I'm just like walking through with a gust jar and the cane. Yeah, and I'm like, just leave me alone. I need to no stop hitting me. I just want to get through this room to do the puzzle. This like, was a problem I think they had because like definitely it was a problem for the Game Boy. Yeah, they don't have enough buttons. They only had two stuff. buttons. They had more buttons than this, but it was to bring up the map. It was to do all the shit, the Kinstone shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I can... Probably, put... probably not a fixable problem, but also I just... It's annoying. Just annoying. Yeah, and that, do you know what, though? It was the amount of times, I, I got to admit, I accidentally like whipped into the menus. Oh, for fuck's sake, I didn't want to be in this menu again. I found myself doing that so often this time. I was like, fuck. I said, like, stop, you know, you, rather than just pressing, like, select or start on a Game Boy, you'd be pressing the, to get the buttons up. I was like, for fuck's sake, I've done it again. And it just breaks the flow a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I did find myself doing that a, a few times. I, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, just because I didn't realise that that was a problem that I had been experiencing. Yeah. But I definitely was having that all the time. Yeah. And I changed over to... Um, Xbox controller. Yeah. And um, that, that fixed it for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I, re I do remember changing the Xbox controller and being like, oh, this is so much simpler now. Everything is just so much easier. easier. Yeah. I um, I had to play on... Um, I played it on the Vita. It got sick again. Sorry. The, <laughs> my Vita. Sorry, something on the throat. I mentioned something about a PS Vita, possibly. I don't know. Um, no idea. Couldn't confirm or deny. Um, but yeah, I had that. I was like, fucking hell. Um, but I got through it. And look, look it... It's I, I like this game. I do, because the way it handles the big and small things, like it gets you used to that. Like the first dungeon you see you have is when you are small. So it gets you used to the idea of yes, you are gonna be a tiny fucker. Here's how things are going to look as you're tiny. It's Very got clever. Some really cool uh like uses of being tiny as well. Yeah. Like, um my favorite, the barrel. That's the first one. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's just this barrel that circles around, and the items in this game as well are so. Oh, the items in this game are top notch. And like a lot of them are like, they don't have one singular function. Mm -hmm. They do multiple things. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that makes them way better. Like it's so it sucks to be in a Zelda game. And to get this item that's usable in this one dungeon and then never again. Yeah, that's like that's this crap. doesn't really have that. No, well the first you know about sucking. The first one you get is that like the gust thing. The gust jar. The gust jar. I love that. And it's basically you can fight suck enemies off with it. Uh, you heard that right. You can. 
Um, but then they won't. They won't thank you for it. They though. will not thank you for it. They'll be capacitated for a few seconds, then you hit them with a stick, and they won't pay you. Uh, actually, they might pay you if they've got rupees on them. Um, but you can use it to like attach to mushrooms and then fire yourself across. Um, you can use it on a few bosses. You use yeah, it, yeah, you use it for a couple of bosses and um, and lily pads as well. Li- you push oh, yourself that's around so pads. clever. And um, yeah, it's just. It's got a lot of stuff clearing up dust. Dust. There's stuff hidden under the dust and covering up games, but sucking up spiderwebs. But yeah, the, the lily pad was so good because you can fire like a bit. It's like you're firing out, like reversing it, and to be able to set send a lily pad. You stand on the lily pad and you fire a bit of dust. You'll go in the opposite direction. So clever. And, and the the like physics of the lily pad, how it's like fast and then slows yeah. down, and so like. You can charge up the gust jar to be bigger blasts. Yeah. So you can go further with the lily pad. Like, these aren't, like, spectacularly advanced things to do. Mm-hmm. But it just feels good. And it, it just is nice to have that. It's nice to have that option. And then you've got, like, once you get the cane, um, which you can yeah, start you flip- flipping stuff, you will literally go around everywhere, every <laughs> item, flipping everything to see, oh, what happened here? What like, happened here? The secondary use of that still doesn't make any sense to me. Of course it doesn't. It's, it's just like, oh, well, you can use this, this cane flips things upside down or back the right way. Mm. Oh, that makes perfect sense. If you use it in a hole, it will launch you into the sky. What? Why? What, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, even the, fi- even the final boss don't like it. <laughs> That's how you beat the final boss. Yeah, you got, uh, is that how you, oh, God. You have to, because he goes in three forms. Yeah, top. and you use it into, like, one of the, one of his arms, yeah. yeah. And again, you, you and go, go mini in yeah, his arms. Yeah, arms. You go through every single freaking, every single freaking thing to go. How the fuck do you fight this thing? Oh, it's the cane. And again, most Zelda games, they, you know, this like you look at Ocarina of Time, it's just you use your sword and stuff like that. But here, it's like no, no, no. You have to use a bunch and of items. A and stuff, bunch yeah. of items. I I love the there's the typical rock feather, the Pegasus boots, the power power bracelet. They're from standing games of boomerang, bow and arrow, bomb. But I love the claws, the digger claws. Yeah, that's it. Holy shit! I love how they look on the on like link. Yeah, coin. And they look. Oh, they look so cool. Just seeing him go shoot, shoot. Yeah, they're awesome. Oh. Like you basically, you can you, you can dig through hole, basically dig through clay, mud kind of thing. Oh, it's, it's the one of the best things they've ever done in a Zelda game, and they've never brought them back. I love them. I feel like they'd be really good. In- like a Breath of the Wild stuff. They'd be freaking sick. If you, like, imagine if you, there was a different type of rock mm. that you could go through. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I didn't, I didn't think that was rock. What, what do you? So you said like clay. I said clay. What do you reckon, young Jared would look and see with that? Poo. <laughs> I don't know. No, I thought it was cheese. I thought it was cheese. <laughs> Because I'm gonna get cheese. <laughs> I just wanna know what you said. Who puts cheese in the ground? I don't know. Jesus That's how we're gonna fuck Hyrule up. Don't worry, <laughs> don't use the Triforce of Power or Triforce, you just fucking use cheese. Yeah, That'll that's it. Do it. Like, it's like we want him to we wanna stop all these adventurers from getting through these areas. What do we do? Cheese it up! Fucking get the cheddar now! <laughs> Don't get the fucking Swiss cheese. It's got holes in it. Throw the cheese. Where's some of that French shite? That stinks. That'll work. Fucking hell. Oh, that's class. Yeah. Oh, that's ruined it. Someone's probably playing it. Oh, fuck. It's ruined that for me now. I'm eating I, cheese. I, I love going through these old games and being like, young Jared was a dipshit. Like, he was so dumb. Well, yeah. Look, we realise young Jared. I mean, what did you call your character in Final Fantasy? 
Patrick's. Chode. Chode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not getting through that again. I, I, I actually went back and re-listened to that episode because that was just it's such a shit talk. We were, we were so fucking wild. Oh, uh, yeah. That's okay. Oh, I'm, I'm putting this on record. Go on. A hookah mm. is a, what would you call that? A shish? A sheesh? Oh, a sheesh. Yeah, a hookah and a sheesh are the same thing. Yeah, all right, all right. All right, so, yeah, uh, up yours. All right, throw, throw it back to episode 50. <laughs> throw it back to episode 50, whenever this comes out. I'll, I might save this for episode 222, just to, just to spite him. Uh, I'm correcting the record, though. Yeah, I'll get the record out there. Okay, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm on to make mistakes. Uh, but something we, we haven't talked about um, yet is the sword. And the cloning. Oh, that was good. So that was like, that was so wild and so fun. And that was like such a cool puzzle to like, yeah. oh, I got to walk him around and oh, he's gone for a walk. So to explain what that is, so basically after each part like parts of the game, after usually the dungeon, you go to this like a, a central hub and Link gets the ability to power up his sword. And when he holds the power button, like, like you know, slash, you can go over these like multicolored tiles. And at first, you can produce one clone that sits next to you, so the two, you and the clone move together. And eventually, it evolves to three, three to two clones, to three clones. So this could be four of you in a row. It screams four swords if you played the, that game. But they have puzzles that are based around having either one, two, or three clones. And, and it could be you've got to fire four arrows in a particular direction. It could be you've got to move all move a block together. It could be you've got to move. All four, all four of you have got to get from point A to point Z. Or point B, sorry, you should say. Not point Z. That's, <laughs> that's a lot, that's a lot that's of we went from point A, a to that, point Z. And then we're just going to do 26 points <laughs> along the way. We're not going to tell you anything else about the alphabet. So you've got to get from point A to point B. And they're tricky. And it was a really good way of doing it. And considering they use these for bosses. Yeah, the the, um, the flying, like, the flying one. one. That was so that cool. That was so cool. Because... So Danny said they put them in a line. Yeah. So they're not always in a line. You've got the tiles, and you've got to like walk off the tiles to try and get to other tiles, so that you can be like two spaces away from each other, and then one diagonal of that, because yeah. the like the puzzle requires you to push something in with that particular order. It's and so very that boss, clever. that boss, you've got to like hit the eyes. So yeah. You've got to spread them out. In and only some of the eyes are open, so you've got to spread them out to be able to hit all the eyes. And then walk over and then just wail on the eyes. So satisfying. So, oh, four of them, yeah. yeah. And you swing so fast in this game. You do. It's so good. You do. Just like it's it's not even like a good and then it's literally chaos. It's like he's jerking himself off as quick as he can. So when you got four of them doing it, it's it's great. Someone's gonna hear that and go, what the fuck. But you get to use them in the final boss as well. Yeah. It's the second phase of the final boss. Holy shit, that's hard because you've got projectiles coming all directions and you've got to get all four firing in one way. Yeah, if they Fuck. if they don't if they hit a wall or they get hit by something, they instantly disappear. Yeah, and, and you so, go back to so it. you gotta go back and do it again. And that I'm was like, hard. Yeah. That was a and that was a tricky I got it was a tricky last final boss. It was one of the trickiest I've had. But the fact they were able to do to actually use them in such a way that it didn't just make it for puzzles only. It was actually being used in a battle sense. 
I thought that was very clever. Well, one, were... Once again, they, they've done this thing where they haven't just given one use to an item. Like, yeah. you could, the, the sword is technically an item, right? So, like, yeah. you could say this is an item. Like, they didn't do it for one thing. It's multiple, it's many different things. And, yeah. yeah just, oh, and so then good. there's some bosses where you've got to beat it down and then shrink down to beat it internally as little Link and then come back out again. Very clever. Like the um, knuckle attack or yes. whatever you want to call that. <laughs> yeah, very clever to do yeah. that. And again, it, you know, this is the sort of polish that you get. I should say from a Nintendo game, but it's not. It's a Capcom, Capcom game. Capcom, yeah. Like, it's well, I, surprises me they're not worked together since on that. Yeah, well, I mean, they work together, so it's not like it's not Nintendo. No, it's, it's true. But, yeah. but yeah, it is like you can see the Capcom all over it. Oh, God, you can see the Capcom all over it. Like, I'm surprised Ryu didn't just pop in and do a little cameo or something like that. That would have been great, wouldn't <laughs> they, it? They gave um, Link the uh, Hadouken. Hadouken. <laughs> hey, fuck, they did it in Mega Man. They did Mega Man X. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, listen, like, honestly, Mega Man X, you can get the Hadouken as a special item, as a special move, and once you get it, it's like Dr. Wily. No, it's Dr. Wily? No, it's not Dr. Wily. Whoever it is, gives you the, um, the he's dressed up in the Ryu. That's how he gives you it. And yeah, when no. you basically, you have to do the forward X, it yeah. brings you down, down diagonal and forward, and and to, to do the move. And when you do it, it's like, he goes, what the I literally one hit kills everything, <laughs> even bosses. That's so good. It's like, I yeah, it's so good. good. Can you imagine if they put that in? Um, did you go exploring for the Tiger Scrolls? Yes, I. Oh, sorry, I didn't get all of them. So the Tiger Scrolls, like, uh, basically, you go see these masters, and they basically give you like new sword techniques. I didn't get all of them either. Um, I, I think I didn't get the the spinning one, which yeah, I remember. Yeah, the last one. I remember as a kid. Loving that you would do so the normal spin attack, you know, mm. just good old Link just doing ah, spin mm-hmm. attack. Um, except he for some reason becomes a ballerina and just uh, pirouette, 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 constantly pirouette, pirouette. just just and just spins around the area, yeah, and just become a death ball. And it's that would have been so helpful, fun. that would have been helpful to have the death ball powers because there's sometimes when you have to fight these big kick ass knights, like that uh, would have been helpful against them because. They're hard. Dark nuts. Yeah, right? they yeah. were hard to beat. I love that dark nuts in like almost every Zelda game. You're just versing all these monsters, and then dark nuts come and they just wreck you. Yep. I I love that they're consistently always hard. They're not yep. child's play to beat. No, it's great. Like it's it's not it's not an easy Zelda. It's not a long Zelda game, but I wouldn't say it's an easy Zelda game. You know, it's up to you how easy you want to make it. If you want to go um, love heart. I'm going to go look for the heart, piece of heart. Yeah, you'll make the game easier. But I think it still can be quite challenging. I So I didn't really notice any challenge, well, too much challenge, obviously, a couple of bosses. But I didn't notice too much challenge with the, the bosses or the fighting, really. Mm. Um, this might show a little bit more about me than I want, but I had a lot of trouble with a, a few of the puzzles. Yeah, um, some, so... of the, some of the puzzles, like, I, I, I'm... I think it might have more to do with the fact that I'd be playing, I'd get midway through a dungeon and then I'd be off the bed and then I'd come back three days later. Yeah, and that's like, a problem. What, what's happening here? Yeah. But is it Bart? No, Barty's the bad guy. Barty's the bad what, guy. Whatever the hat's called. I'm just like, what's going on here? And he's just like, ah, oh, yes. He's like, fuck off. We need to go here. Where's here? I don't have to tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, sorry. And that, that's the problem with like when you put down an RPG for any length of time, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So that's why I've been playing. I'll be finishing Chrono Trigger like so soon, and I'm literally, yeah, I'm literally just gone from start to finish. I'm not playing anything else in between. Yeah. 
fucking Chrono Trigger. Well, I guess it. I guess Charles Jared had a lot more time to just like play it day to day, especially because it was on the Game Boy Advance. You could literally go anywhere with it. You could. So yeah. so yeah, but yeah, very very short game. Um, Although short game, some beefy dungeons, like the Cloud Dungeon. That was a long dungeon. Yeah, that was a bit of a slog. I not a slog because I actually enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed um, it. But yeah, very very long. Um, that's one of the longest. That's probably in my opinion because you've got you got a long way to get. Like you've got to be for the clouds to get there. Yeah. And then you've still got the dungeon. I'm like, holy shit! This is like, give me give me another example of a Zelda where it's that long, the getting to and the dungeon. Give me no. I do not give me the water temple from Ocarina of Time. That's that not, wasn't that long. That was just annoying. That's just annoying. If you know what you're doing, it's not long. But, but no one knows what they're doing. So correct. Um. I definitely will come back to you with this mm. in like four days' time. I will send you a message. And be like, <laughs> we forgot, we've forgot about this one, obvious one. We've got this one. Really oh, obvious. yeah, this one. But it's a, it is a big, like that dungeon in particular. I was like, oh, it's the last dungeon. Holy shit. I really liked all these dungeons. These were good dungeons. I guess, very good dungeons. Very good design. dungeons. Very good dungeon designs because they used, they constantly use that, that, you know, you can go small mechanic. You can, and they, melded that in very well again and as you said they used it wasn't just one dungeon one item they mixed everything up the whole time and i like that it was it, you know what and it's it, yeah I'm, I'm with you it surprises me it only sold like less than two million going, going through these dungeons i su- kind of realized um why people got so upset about breath of the wild i when i went through breath of the wild and i did like the dungeons and that or the the shrines mm-hmm. right the little puzzle things mm-hmm. like they i thought they were great i had a great time but everyone's complaining what happened to the dungeons they all look the same there's no defining attribute oh they're all boring the bosses all look the same and when i played it for the first time i was like no nah, this is fine i, I don't really see an issue with it but playing through minish cap and looking at these dungeons and being like oh the tunes of this dungeon oh the style like i <laughs> retroactively from like two three years ago whatever it was four years ago now mm. um i'm like oh yeah i can understand why people would be upset now <laughs> but i think the problem is is that people have to realize with breath of the wild that is basically how people are like the, the developers they wanted the first zelda to be the first uh, legend of zelda on the nes is basically breath of the wild yeah, I get you. More, and more about like exploring and like more yeah. about export. That was what its roots were. Not about the you know the eight feet pieces or the three pieces, the triforce and all that bollocks. It wasn't that. So when you play the the original one, you'll see what I mean and go, "Holy shit, this is basically it's." And because Breath of the Wild is basically all right, bye. That's what the original Zelda is. I know. I know this isn't a Breath of the Wild one, but I just got to ask you: When you first played Breath of the Wild, yeah, did you start to follow the quests? Yeah, um, no, I. So playing Breath of the Wild, I um, basically made sure I didn't. I when I got my little marker from the update patch, I was basically going around every bit of the map before yeah. I went to the shrines. Yeah, okay. So I wanted to go. So I wanted to say, okay, at least I've gone and traversed every part of this map before I could say, okay. Now you can go do it. So I got told, I played at my friend's place, mm. and I got told by my friend, hey, this is Breath of the Wild, uh, this is, you know, the game that lets you go anywhere. Mm. They've even said, you can go straight to Ganon if yeah. you want to. Yeah. Um, and I was like, really? Mm-hmm. So did the first area, um, found a horse, went straight to the Hyrule Castle, um, and got to the final boss, took 
five hours to beat the final boss. But did it? Wasn't the final boss. I beat the first blight. Oh, And then the no. second one came. I'm like, nah, done. No. Not doing this. Not but, today. But that, I, that was my favourite way to, to watch, experience. You need to watch something about... Something about Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Animated I'll, thing. I'll Fork me. Again, I constantly go... If, right, I always have said in this channel, if if it's been covered by something about, like I've done um, the Kirby game, something about Kirby, Super, Kirby Superstar, always look basically, is there a something about, and the Breath of the Wild one is absolutely hilariously funny. Okay, I'll look into it. Because it's basically how someone speedrunned Zelda and this guy's just animated it and it's just incredible. Oh, no, I know, I know what it is. I, I've seen those. And it's just got like he'll just like flip somebody off and then like like yeah. wind bomb into the distance or something. Yeah. yeah, I've seen those. Those are great. Oh, I love it. I don't know this one. I, I don't know this one about uh, Minish Cap, and I should actually go back and try and find it because as it, like I enjoyed Minish Cap. It, it wasn't the biggest in depth Zelda game. I know we just kind of run through the time, <laughs> but we always do in my shows. But it's not the most in depth Zelda game we're gonna get. But it's not meant to be. It's a Game Boy Advance game. So. Is this is is Minish Cap the just the most like normal Zelda? Is is this the like if you would have like show someone a Zelda game, is Minish Cap the game that's mm. just like this is normal Zelda? There's no like the gimmick in this is not that like crazy and game changing. It's not like um, it's not like oh here's a ship go sailing the whole time. There's no like. Uh, time travel. Is the yeah? I'm trying to think of which it's, one I'd probably say. It's very, it's very like. I pro no, I'd probably say if I was going to give any, you know, no bollock, it'd be Wind Waker. There's no gimmick in that one. What, what are you talking about? Sailing. It's sailing, but that's not like that takes know, up like a majority okay, of the that game. That takes up the majority of the game, but you're not um, shrinking. You're not going back in time. You're just on a boat. Yeah, but I'd, I'd say, like, traversing across the map changes it because you spend a lot of time doing that. Oh, God, yeah. So, like, that, the sailing mechanic is a pretty big deal in that game. and that I would say that's a big gimmick, a, like, game-changing gimmick. It, I just want that to come on the Switch, and I'll play it. I'll buy it again. I am going to Wii U, so give me on the Switch. I've, no, I've never played it. Really. I've played the beginning at my friend's house, but that's it's, it. It's a, it's, a, it's a mission. It's a mission. That's, that's why I'm sunburned. I didn't, I didn't finish it. I didn't know at the ending where Link's just like, he gets the sunscreen item. Yeah, yeah. He's just a pale white, white bitch and he's fine. Yeah, they don't talk about sun safety in yeah. Zelda games, do they? <laughs> Fuck you, girl. But then you said people complain like it's a small Zelda game, but it it's on the GBA. I was like, what games for 40 hours? Like, I, I've just finished Golden Sun. Yeah. And that's not 40 hours. I don't think the Game Boy could handle it, what they're asking for. Yeah, I mean, going back to, like, Final Fantasy Tactics, like, that one wasn't very long, like, if you just go through the, the mm. story mission, but it just had so much random crap thrown in there that that gave it its length, right? But, yeah, you're right, there's not a lot of really long ones. I remember playing the, the remakes of, like, Mario on that as well, like, Super Mario World. Mm. But that's a SNES and, game. And and honestly, yeah, but like that's not even that big if well, you think about it. Memory wise, no, because that's a SNES game. Yeah. Whereas like you could do it with Final Fantasy four, you know, four, five, and six. Uh, sorry, five and six, and they put it then to the SNES. Mm. Sorry, 
and gave GBA because they were SNES games mm. but a full GBA game like I, for this show I've completed Metroid Fusion I've completed Castlevania Aria of Sorrow Golden Sun and whilst they're good games they're still not as long as other games like have been like on my DS or on my a main console and because it's, it's like there's only so much you can do with this yeah I, I thought they know, did a I've good job actually, yeah I've never actually thought of it and we've been i think we've done a fair few like you and me have done a, a few like gba games now mm. and yeah it has not dawned on me how like e- i think every time i do it i usually apart from uh tactics advance i usually say oh, not that long but it's mm. pretty good didn't even dawn on me that these gba games aren't that long it's just because i was a kid and i played them seven eight times and i yeah like, you do. yes but again it comes but that's good it, it's basically quality over quantity you can oh, there's definitely quality. Yeah, there's definitely quality. You can have like a 40-hour adventure, but if your 40 hours are full of shite, you don't want to play it. This is a good Zelda game. Yeah. This is... Okay, I always have that thing, find me a bad Zelda game, and so people are going to go, oh, fucking this, fucking that. But this is a good Zelda game. I'm not going to say it's top five. It ain't in my top five, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, like, like, like I, I feel like very standard Zelda game. Mm. I definitely put it middle of the road, mm. uh, yeah. but... Middle for the road for a Zelda game is still pretty good. Yeah, like but again, yeah, the Zelda's got uh, because Zelda's got such a high class of thing, and it didn't have to go too much into the lore because time wise, I don't know if you know the whole Zelda timeline thing. This is set before Ocarina of Time. Yeah, this one is um pre the pre the whatever it's called the pre something. Uh, the pre something between the pre something. You know, it's like a before. Like, what's the movie? A prequel? Prequel. A prequel. Thank you. It's a prequel to. It's all a prequel four to. Swords. Um. Yeah, yeah. Four yeah. Swords comes after this. Yeah. So because this is the first can- canonic um uh, appearance of Vati. Yes. Yeah. So like it, it it's pretty early in the timeline. So yeah, it's not... early because the earliest is Skyward Sword. And That's they're not. The they, yeah, and they're not even looking for the Triforce in this one. No, because like it's the, not. It's not a thing. The thing of light. What, what, what? No, Skyward Swords first. That's the first in the timeline, and eventually it all like it, it goes down to Ocarina of Ocarina Time. Time, and then they're just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember uh, Brian David Gilbert thing where he's just like, so me and my friends went out to play basketball, and we never finished it. So you've got Link win. Link wins and stays as a kid. Link wins and stays an adult. Or the basketball timeline, where we just go outside and play basketball, and that's where Wind Waker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we played Wind Waker. Oh, fucking hell! I should just play this and basketball shit. But yeah, so this one, there's no big in-depth lore, so they could kind of a bit free. I know they basically did this afterwards, but they, because there wasn't big lore with this game, and there's not. It's basically stopping the Batali. Was it Batali? Bart. What I'm saying, Batali. Um, Varty, and basically he's like this little rogue bitch. Well, you know, he's he's, the, a, he's, minish. he's a minish, and he basically got this hat. Uh, he got, what do you say, the minish the cat? Wish the wish hat. And basically looked at it and went, well, that can make all my dreams come true. I'm going to go emo. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you exactly. His design the, goes from cute the, to yeah. emo. All the, um, the minish are like quite cute and yeah. people. And then he's just like, I'm going to be all purple and black and my hair's going to be down in front of one of my yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, because that's emo. That's cool. I'm just, I'm just going to listen to Black Parade all the time. That's what I was thinking. It's just, every time he comes on, My Chemical Romance is coming on. Oh my God, that would be class. But yeah, and then he's the one basically trying to wreck shit. Um, but I kind of feel like he's not one of the strongest 
Again, he's not he's nothing in compared to Ganondorf. He's he's very evil for the sake of being evil. Yeah. He, like I mean, so is Ganon, but like he he's just very much just like, aha! I want to be evil because power and uh, plot plot. Yes, winning. Uh, I, I yeah, I am now bad guy. Oh, yeah. And like and when when you've already got Ganondorf, he wasn't there yet. But like you you already have him in the series. It's very hard to be like, and here's another guy. What's his? Uh, he also wants to be evil for the yeah. Because that's when Ganon- like, Ganondorf hadn't been born at that point. But, but like in, in the like in the timeline, right? Mm. But from the previous games, yeah, you want to bring ex- him in. We've already experienced just Ganon. What are you doing? I'm being evil because power. Yeah. That, okay, we're gonna make a new a new bad guy. What are we gonna make him bad? Um, he's evil and wants power. Uh, yeah, this should be fine. Like, this, yeah, fuck it, this will be fine. This like, you can have issue. one of those. You don't. You're not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> Your second one has to have some sort of actual wants. Yeah, that's always the thing, isn't it? Like, even in even in like Link to the Link Between Worlds, which I will cover on this day, which is in my top five Zelda's, possibly top three Link Between Worlds. Fucking awesome. But that's again same thing. Power hungry. Is that is that a 3ds? Yes. Yeah, I don't. Uh, oh. I really want to play it. I just, every time I see. You it, can it, borrow mine. Ooh. You can I'll, borrow I'll mine. Take you up on that. Let me finish Chrono Trigger, which is no, very no, shortly. Too late. Too late. It's gone. Uh, I've already got it. It's in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chrono. <laughs> fuck. Um. Wait. You can borrow it, and I'll, I've got Link Between Worlds. Yeah. You can play that. Oh, thank you very much. And have fun. Knock yourself out. What if I don't have fun? Uh, we're gonna have a problem then. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 just by that, you're doing Link Between Worlds just because of that. That's been ten years now. I think surely that game's ten years old. That must make it retro. It's retro enough. It's a 3DS. Come on, fucking now. We've gone past that. Oh, I've got the hiccups now from one beer. What a way to finish. Before we go, get hiccup to death. Because I haven't really got much more to praise about this game. Um, have you got much else to say? Um, I mean, we basically just jumped off this game as much as possible to every other Zelda game. Well, we we have, <laughs> but I, again, there's not there's not a lot to it because small, it's small game. Small, it but it's part of the Zelda franchise. Yeah, where, but it's a beautiful little game. Oh, so pretty. It's so pretty. The it's music's so pretty. good. The music's pretty. The bosses are good. You'll have a good time. Just go have fun. Yeah, just go enjoy a nice Zelda game. Yeah, if you it. haven't played it, just go enjoy this game. It's just enjoyable. Yeah, I guarantee, like I made it my prediction at some point they're going to have GBA games on the Switch. If they do, this will come with it. Hundred oh, percent, sure. this will be one of the first games that comes with it. Yeah, and if it's not, what the fuck are you doing, Nintendo? Has to. They're probably making another. I've forgotten the name of that franchise. One with Captain Falcon. Oh, they fuck me. Oh, they fuck off. Fuck they're off. definitely making one. Yeah, they're definitely making F-Zero. Don't. Yeah, they're making another F-Zero. Do not. No. No, they're not. Anytime, anytime you think, Nintendo, what the hell are you even doing? Just think, oh, they're probably making F-Zero. They're probably making it. Don't, don't haunt me. I've, been, I've had to play recently F-Zero X and, or F-Zero X and F-Zero GX. You're upsetting that is because how good the GX, GX is so good. Fuck Nintendo! Just fucking give me another GX. So I, I used to do this with my friends, but it was uh, Metroid. I, I'd be saying that with Metroid. Metroid Prime. Where the fuck's Metroid Prime yeah. for? Where yeah, is exactly. it? Exactly. Where but is then it? Then Metroid Dread came out. Yeah. I can't do that anymore because they they've actually used their franchise. And it was good. Yeah, yeah it's actually hit, really good. They've hit that button. They've so gone, now, fuck it. So I went back through the the catalog, aka I went through Super Smash Brothers, and was like, who haven't they used here in so long? 
you don't have to go very far along to just see Captain Falcon sitting there being like, haha, I haven't done anything in like 25 Ever. years. Give it to 22 years it's been. 20, oh my god, I was exaggerating. 22 I think, years. I did this recently. It, oh. is, it is something like 20. I think no, it's nearly 20 years. Oh my god. I know. Fuck it, just give it to Sega. Sega made X, GX. I know we're going off a tangent here. Fuck it, I don't care. Just give it to Sega. No, I'm going to get upset. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I love F-Zero. Oh. See, I, I love my video games. I, I get really upset. Again, this is... Say about GX. But this is the same thing about... You know this? The only way I've had to play this is because my um, Vita got sick. But it's a shame because... It'll be hard to get a copy of this. I mean, you, you're going to be paying for it. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, if I... if I, I can't find a sick Vita anywhere. Um, they're, they're quite... Uh, hard for me to acquire mm. unless I borrow yours, but you use yours all the time. Correct. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, use I don't my, think I, I use it, I get li- taste of it. I love it more than my wife, put it like that. Well, I mean, one probably keeps you warm at night a lot more. My Vita does, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. amount you play it, it's amount, probably it, yeah. a reactor by the time you go to sleep. <laughs> the <it's> battery's just... <laughs> like, Ugh! it's that level, it's like, do not bring on a plane. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I honestly think everyone should play this Zelda game. I think it's it's not one, it's not Zelda 2, it's it's one you should play because it does get overlooked. I think out of all the Zeldas we're going to cover on this show, this one gets overlooked the most. Yeah, I, I actually want to go home and look at the sales figures of like compared to all the other Zelda really shit. stuff. Really 1.76 million. I just recently checked it before. I think it's like I checked but Is there anything below it? Like, um, apart from like Link's crossbow training or anything like that, nah, <laughs> Link's Link's crossbow training. Yeah, okay. I, I can't I can't think of any like other mainline ones that would be on the on the. That's a good like, point. Timeline um, that might be below it. Zelda sales. Because was Oracle of Seasons and Ages maybe, but you'd sort of combine those those numbers together. Yeah, it's two separate can, games. Yeah, you know they. Uh, actually, they'd be the Oracle series. Hang on, let's see if I can get it. Understanding. Okay, global main. Uh, okay, Adventure of Link. That's number two. Four point three. That's the lowest. Link's Awakening then goes three point eight three. Wait, really? Yeah. Majora's Mask only three point three six million. Bullshit. Majora's Mask sold worse than this. Yep. No, no, no. Worse than that's the worst. As I'm going down the list. Four Swords not available. Minish Cap one point six million. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Um. Okay, nothing, nothing. Triforce Heroes, yeah, 1.36 million. Is that the fashion one? It's three, three links, and you can go, you can play online with each other. Yeah, and you just dress up. No. No? Maybe. What's the dress up one? Are you like, I'm pretty sure that's the dress it up one. It could be the dress up I one. I think that is the fashion I've not played that one. The hero of fashion or whatever. The hero of fashion. Um, yeah. Present. Oh, apparently, Force No Force. It says Four Swords is the worst. Really? Four Swords? Yeah, Didn't Four, four Swords come bundled with something? Yeah, I think it did have it too. Um, no, Four Swords Adventure was like the GameCube it came with, it came, There was the one that came with Link's Awakening. There was one that came with that. Okay. I thought it came with like a popular one. Like, well, the um, Twilight Princess HD. That doesn't count. You. That doesn't count. That did shit. It's just a remake. It's a remake. It's a remake shit. of a game everyone really didn't like. I did my Fire Princess. I, I I think everyone's complaint was too dark, right? It was just like too dark. Oh, yeah, it was like we are. We had Zelda, we had the freaking um, the too kiddie, and then we get too dark. It's like fucking make your mind up. Yeah, no, it, it, you can never please a Zelda fan. Yeah, exactly. Simple it, as that. 
Everyone, everyone wants their ideal Zelda, but no one knows what that ideal Zelda is. Yeah, correct. No um, one knows. And then people be bitching, the new one's going to come out. Oh, fuck you, that looks shit. It doesn't look fucking amazing. It, honestly, it just looks like an expansion to me. It does, doesn't it? Um, and I'm happy with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, so am I. So something that somebody said to me once, which has stuck with me for a while, was Nintendo doesn't do the same thing twice a lot. No, they don't. So when they do, sit up, pay attention. Because it's yeah. usually, like, I, I think of, like, uh, Mario Galaxy. Mm. And then they're, like, Super Mario Galaxy 2, 2. which is just an expansion. Mm. But it's so good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so if they do, like, they do Breath of the Wild 2, which is Song of Tears or whatever it's called. Tears of Kingdom. Tears of Kingdom. And, like, you look at it and you're like, oh, he's doing all the same stuff. But now there's more things. And, like, I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm happy with this. Yeah. As long it. as you don't, res- as long as you don't do what I'm, I, I hope. They don't do and restrict you into areas mm. instead of giving you a big open area again. As long as they don't do that, you fine. I'm happy with this. Yeah, this is right. good. I'll take that. And it's, we're just going. We're just constantly going. We're only going for an hour now, just chatting shite. Look, <laughs> let I we could just chat all day. But if you got anything else, anything no, else you want to no, say? I, no, I got, I got some numbers I can say. That's watch, what's your number out of ten? What are you giving it? I'll give, I'll give it eight point five. Ooh, I was gonna give it eight. Yeah. I think it's a solid Zelda game as it's overlooked. I think it's a crime. It's you know, it's not only got those sales figures. When it comes out on the GBA one day for the Switch, get it. It will be bundled. It has to be. Uh, buy it. So that's about it. But yeah, so Jared, you're obviously off to go do more Legend of Zelda. Well, yeah, now I've got to go do an Ocarina of Time. So I'm going to go time travel back to when I wasn't Sunder. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, go yeah I'm certainly going to try it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how that's going to mess up the... the Pod, yeah, the podcast timeline, the Retro Wars timeline. Like, it might do, gonna, yeah. Are we going to have to separate the three the three separate timelines of like the reviews? Oh, um, and, and we'll have the basketball timeline. Basketball. <laughs> right, get off my show. Right, I'll see you later, Sunshine. Thank you for having me, Dan, guys. And gals. And gals, yeah. And that was episode 55, The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. Thank you all to listening, it really helps. Thank you to Jared once again for coming on, my friend. That's always a pleasure. If you want to get involved in the show a little bit more, please go over to patreon.com forward slash retro wars. It all helps. And until then, I'll see you all next week. My name is Danny Carroll. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. <laughs>